Midway into this conversation, Jonathan Rosenfeld shared something with me about the key to success as an entrepreneur that I have literally never thought of before. Check it out. Are you an entrepreneur who's looking for motivation, strategy, and tactical guidance on taking your business to the next level? Do you like surrounding yourself with action takers who know what it takes to win? If so, you're in the right place. My name is Josh Thomas, and I'm your host. Join me as I speak with some of the greatest business minds on the planet. Welcome to the Do Zone. If you always do, what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got. Henry Ford. DZ Tribe, Josh Thomas, super glad to have you here. Be sure to follow the Do Zone podcast and subscribe on Apple and or Spotify. This podcast is brought to you by Unbreakable Teams. We help entrepreneurs build the systems they need to crush their goals, the teams they need to execute those systems, and the accountability they need to make sure it all gets done. If you're ready to take your business to the next level and you know you can't do it alone, go to unbreakableteams.com now. Once again, that's unbreakableteams.com. Today's guest is Mr. Jonathan Rosenfeld. Jonathan is the founder and managing attorney at Rosenfeld Injury Lawyers in Chicago. Rosenfeld Injury Lawyers manages to grow their business amid an increasingly competitive field. Outside of the law, Jonathan is busy with his family, enjoying any outdoor activity, and pizza making. Hey, Jonathan, welcome to the Do Zone. Say what's up to the tribe and tell us something you believe is the key to getting stuff done that most people wouldn't think of. Uh, well, first off, thank you for having me. Um, it's an honor to be here. And, uh, you know, as far as getting stuff done, you know, I think it's sort of, it all sort of begins with planning. You know, I think you got to start planning what you're going to do tomorrow, today. And, you know, a lot of times people, you know, you got to start, whether it's just laying your clothes out, you know, to get dressed in the morning, you got to set the plan for tomorrow, today. And I'm a huge believer in that. Um, you know, some people that like to make lists, I sometimes make lists, I sometimes make, you know, mental lists or whatever. But, you know, the key to ev everything is really planning. And so when you're wake up tomorrow, you know, you sort of know what the what the course of action is, and you're ready to get going and you don't waste any time doing that. What you mean, I can't just wing it? Come on. <laughs> Maybe you can I don't have the, been, the, uh, the that's skill. been working so terrible for me in the past, and I should keep just keep doing it, right? Uh, if you want to keep doing it, go for it. But no, I mean, I'm, I'm the kind of person that, you know, just, I like a routine. I like to have a, a, you know, a goal and a plan of action, you know, really from the time I get up and it just makes my day a lot smoother. Not that it's always followed, you know, to the T, but at least I know the direction I, I should be going. Well, let's dive into that for a minute because I, I love the fact that you said, Hey, I love to have a routine. Uh, and human beings are very habitual creatures. What we tend to do is what we tend to always do. And what we have always done is what we continue doing. And, and so we do that for a very specific reason. And it's mostly because our brains are lazy and they want to conserve energy, right? And we get into this routine and we stick with the routine because once we change it, it's like, ah, you know, I got to think and you know, all this stuff. And so what you're saying is, look, if you plan this out and you make that your routine, because we're following a routine, 
whether it's the one that works for us or not. But if you make the routine, hey, I'm going to plan this in advance. I'm going to know what I'm going to do. I know what clothes I'm going to wear tomorrow. We're removing decisions from your plate and we can remove those decisions. We can invest that energy into doing a better job or something like that. Have you, have you ever, have you ever kind of div- dove into that a little bit or kind of, I mean, I, I don't know if I've really thought, you know, thought about it to the extent that, that you have, but no, um, <laughs> well, we are on the do zone, you know, <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. I get it. I, no, but the truth is, is that, you know, I, I guess I, I grew up, Um, you know, I swam competitively in high school and college and from a very young age. And, you know, we always had morning practice, you know, five, six o'clock in the morning practice or whatever. And you didn't have time to, you know, think about what color socks you were going to wear, or you didn't have time to, you know, really plan out, you know, am I going to have, am I going to have eggs or bagels or cereal for breakfast? It was just, you know, go, go, go. And that was something that, you know, again, at a sort of an early age, it was not a, an intentional thing, but that just sort of taught me the importance of, of planning in advance and taking that, those <clears throat> decision-making sort of elements out, out of the mix to a certain degree. And it does, you know, I still do a lot of those things today, even though I'm not swimming competitively, but um, I still do a lot of those things because the, the more streamlined you can make, you know, your life your business, um, whatever it is, um, the better off you're going to be and the less opportunity there is going to be to deviate from that plan. Um, you know, obviously you still have to adhere to it and you still have to go through and complete the tasks, but at least when you know what those tasks are and you've done them time and time again, it's a lot easier than to wake up and, you know, Oh, you know, I guess I should make, you know, some calls now, I guess I should do some emails, Um, and so I'm just a huge believer in having a routine. I have got set calls on certain days, um, you know, and I, I just know that's what's going to happen. And the, and the more routine I can build into my, my life, frankly, the easier it is for me, because I know exactly what, what's coming and, and the times and, and what's involved in it. So, um, you know, obviously there's things that come up you know, that make things impractical, you know, life comes up, family comes up, obligations come up. But again, when you know what your, you know, what the game plan is, it just makes things easier. Yeah. Well said, you know, I'm not a morning person and, uh, I would always, I remember it was about a year ago. I picked up a, uh, a client and I had several clients at the time and, we were, we were at this phase, like this critical phase where we had to meet daily mm-hmm. and, uh, all of my, most of my morning slots were already taken up. And so I'm like, oh, I guess we can meet at eight 30, <laughs> but it was like brutal, you know, I'm like, oh, eight 30. That's so hard for me because I was just this guy that always woke up late. Uh, and then I, uh, met a, I got a friend of mine who wants to start going to the gym and I'm like, all right, fine. I'll go to the gym. Um, but the only time we could go was six o'clock in the morning and I'm like, all right, I'm just going to do it for a week. And I did it. And then, but the strangest thing happened, Jonathan, because I put that in and I said, I'm going to do it all of a sudden, like, I didn't have to think anymore. Like you got to get up at five 30 or you're going to leave this person hanging at the gym and they're going to yell at you. (laughs) And that accountability thing kicks in, right? The accountability, you know, I, I'm a, you know, I'm just a huge believer in, 
you know, just, you know, basically getting momentum going for the day, you know, doing a, a you know, it's not stupid, but doing a, a pretty basic thing like going to the gym or, you know, whatever your morning is and, you know, getting that over and knocked out early on, it just sort of sets the momentum and, and, you know, it, it really just sort of sets the tone for the day. So, you know, it's a huge thing and, you know, just, you, you probably don't even realize it, but that's basically, you know, crossing that box off, you know, from the beginning yeah. And, you know, hey, like whatever else comes up, you at least accomplish that. And, you know, momentum, I'm a big also believer in just having momentum, you know, uh, once you start accomplishing, you know, little tasks or whatever and breaking them down, it just, it makes your day better. It makes, you know, some of these bigger projects a little bit more um, digestible if you start breaking them down into little pieces um, and go about it like that. Yeah, that's right. Because the changes that happened for me, and I'm still not a morning person, I still hate it. Uh, but what it does is I'm back at my house by seven o'clock and I just bought myself two hours of productivity that I never had in my life. And then it's like, well, what am I going to do with this time? Well, you know, I've been meaning to write. I need to write, you know, and I need to I need to meet with my team and we just kind of squeeze it in. You know what? I can do that earlier now. And what you said, it's kind of like stacking these wins, checking off these boxes, and you have a lot more momentum, a lot more productivity going into the day because you don't have to think about what you're going to do because you're not pressed for time. You're not trying to figure it out. You just have that structure. And it sounds like that might have been one of the, that, that college swimming experience that you had has transferred over into your entrepreneurial experience a little bit. And tell me, tell me kind of how you, how did you apply some of those principles of that routine into starting to build your business? Yeah. I mean, you know, I guess one of the biggest things that I've, I've, I've learned, you know, swimming competitively and, and doing other sports growing up is that the people who tend to have the most success in a lot of these sports are not necessarily the most talented people. They're the people who have, you know, uh, who are willing to put in the effort, who are willing to show up consistently and who really have the grit that it takes um, to basically overcome setbacks and challenges and, and things like that. And those are skills, which, you know, are tremendous to have in, in any type of business, but especially as an entrepreneur, um, you know, there's so many uncertainties involved. You don't, you know, that's part of being an entrepreneur. It's not, you know, not everyone is cut out to be an entrepreneur and sort of carve their own path. A lot of people, you know, and I think that's a, a, an important thing to to realize is that it, it is not something for everyone. Um, the people who tend to have more success in the entrepreneur, you know, sphere are people who have, you know, sort of a skill set where, you know, they can have a setback, they can have a failure, and they can bounce back from that. Um, and that's something that, you know, obviously, you know, ever like I'm I'm no different than any, anyone else. You know, I've got plenty of of setbacks. I've got, you know, plenty of, you know, projects that don't go exactly how I want. They go, they get derailed, they they take longer, they sometimes they just don't work out. Um, but how you bounce back from those setbacks is really, really what sets apart you know, successful entrepreneurs from people who, you know, may dabble with it and sort of give up on things. So um, I guess to get to get back to sort of what you're going is just to be consistent, 
um, and just keep grinding and pushing through the work. That's a great point. And uh, I, I don't know that anybody's ever really identified it that way. Uh, a Being an entrepreneur is not necessarily about being talented, uh, although that helps. It's not necessarily even about being consistent, although that's pretty important too. Uh, what what you're saying is the 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 key trait of a successful entrepreneur is their ability to adapt and overcome adversity in a way. Is that kind of absolutely, what absolutely. I mean, you know, anyone who tells you that they you know they did this project, they they did this business, they did this, you know whatever it is, and everything worked out great, um, is probably not being truthful <laughs> to you or to themselves. Um, because I don't know, I, maybe it's just me. I, maybe I just have bad luck, but no, uh, in all, in all trueness, uh, seriousness. Um, yeah, there's plenty of things that don't go, nothing goes exactly like you planned in the, in the entrepreneurial uh, world. Everything changes so quickly. You know, it's not even just what you're doing. It's what your competitors are doing. You know, sometimes, you know, you have to react to what they're doing in order to differentiate yourself or to improve upon what they're doing and take it to the next level. So those are things that, you know, you just have to be nimble and have to be able to adjust on a, really on a daily basis. Do you, do you think that this ability or inability to bounce back, uh, do you think that creates a perception issue for somebody that's trying to become an entrepreneur or trying to become more successful in their business. Do you think that there's this fear of failure that yeah. people from even starting, like, you know what? I don't know if I'm going to be able to overcome the failures that, that are on this path better to not start. Well, you know, look, um, I, I think you'd have to, you know, if you're not willing to, to put yourself out there in the position and you're not willing to you know, whatever the risk, if the risk isn't worth it to you, then maybe you shouldn't get going. You know, there is a risk in everything. There's a risk in, in taking action and there's a risk in not taking action. You know, it's, you can sit on the couch and watch, you know, Netflix and, uh, you know, chill or do whatever you want to do. And there's really no risk involved with it. Okay. Um, taking action, doing things, you know, making decisions, um, you know, making difficult decisions, um, deciding that you want, you don't want to sit on the couch and that you actually want to, you know, pick up the phone, maybe make a connection with uh, someone for business or, or a potential client or something like that. Maybe cold calling someone. These are all decisions that people make. Um, obviously, you know, not every call that you make is going to be beneficial. Not every sales pitch that you have is going to go, is going to get the sale. But the more you know, the more irons in the fire, and the more time that you spend doing that is going to put you in a better position than the person who's who's not doing those things. You know, I'm a big believer in in sort of the numbers game. Um, you know, I like to you know the more success you know that you have, you know that I tend to see that as more more opportunities, and that's everything is sort of a, it builds on itself. But again, once you get, you got to get that momentum going, you got to make those calls, you got to send out the emails, you got to come up with a game plan because really sitting idle for me, that doesn't work. 
Yeah, you got it, man. And and so you you seem like you seem like a very forward energy driven type of person. And so talk to me about starting a law firm and and growing that, first of all, in a very competitive niche and uh, a gigantic town that you probably have tons of competition, tons of opportunity. Uh, you know, how do you get your start in that? And and how do you get yourself kind of above the fold so that people know who you are? <laughs> uh, great questions. Um you know, the, you know, I started out, I went to law school and I, I was a very average law student. I worked at a, uh, my parents said, you know, that's, it's great. You're getting, you know, average grades. Um, what are you going to do when, when you graduate? And so I started, you know, just applying for different law clerk jobs. And I just really, by luck of the draw, wound up clerking at a personal injury firm. And one of the things that I realized within the first few weeks of being there was that you know, one, it was the type of work that I, I enjoyed because I liked the fact that there was a beginning, a middle and an end to the cases. Everything in the personal injury world is done on a contingency fee basis. So mm -hmm. there's no hourly billing. You're not there's no incentive to just sit at your desk and just bill and, you know, sort of spin your wheels indefinitely. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, the way that, you know, you get paid is by by bringing in two ways, but basically by bringing in business and by resolving cases, either by settlement or a trial. And for someone who, you know, has energy, who, you know, has sort of um, a drive, I guess, um, there's a tremendous amount of opportunity um, out there. Um, however, you know, it's a really difficult business. There's a lot of smart, motivated people, you know, I find with, in this with law degrees, with law degrees <laughs> who are very capable and, and, and everything else. So, you know, again, one of the things that I learned early on was just I had to get business, um, you know, and I, it's not that I was like, you know, it, it, I just looked at it like, hey, if I don't get business, I'm not going to be, you know, I'm going to be working for someone basically indefinitely and I'm going to become sort of a cog in the wheel. And that wasn't what I wanted, you know, 20 plus years ago. And that's certainly not what I want today. So, you know, from the get go, I started trying to hustle business, you know, I'd go out to construction sites, you know, I would give out my business cards to co construction workers, that's a huge, you know, thing, and some guys would laugh at me and some guys would say, you know, they'd rip my cards up or whatever. And, but you know what, there's enough people out there who are like, wow, that's, that's pretty cool that, you know, you're out here. You know, no other, I've never seen like a lawyer out here on a construction site, you know, I've never seen, you know you must be, you know, different, you know, you must be more driven, you must be, you know, just something, you know, and again, that's what, what sort of started the the cycle of it. And from there, you know, we started doing different things. But business development for me has always been a huge priority. Um, you know, long before the internet, you know, I was I was out, you know, hustling, passing out cards, you know, every person I would meet, I would give a card to. Uh, now, 90% of them probably got home and, you know, left it in their, their pocket. And it's probably sitting in the bottom of washing machine somewhere. But um, <laughs> again, I'm a, I'm, I'm a, I'm a numbers guy, you know, it doesn't take, it just you know, takes one or two, right? It just takes one or two. And if you start getting, you know, closing out those one or two deals, um, you know, over the course of time, you know, those one or two deals start turning into, you know, each one of those starts multiplying. You know, if you do people right and you treat people, you know, with respect and kindness and you get them, you know, a lot of times people think, oh, you know, you got to get them, you know, 
millions of dollars in order to really have you know people drive other business and refer you other cases and business and whatnot. Um, the truth is, is the some of the best cases I I've gotten on referral are from people who I got very average settlements for. You know, most personal injury cases are not multi-million dollar cases. You know, there's a lot of, you know, soft tissue cases out there that may be five, 10, $20,000 cases. But again, if you treat people with respect, if they feel like they're getting a fair shake on things, um, that goes a long way towards building trust. And it shows basically, you know, I, I always tell people, you know what, um, you know, I tell people in my office, it's really important that, you know, we, we show people that we care the most, um, mm -hmm. People don't, I don't think people realize, um, you know, they don't always remember, hey, I got, you know, a certain X amount of dollars for a case, but they're going to remember, hey, you know what, that guy was working for me, he was busting his butt. And he seemed like he really cared about me and my result. And that's just an, that's an underlying theme that I think is super important in any field. Because at the end of the day, people aren't going to necessarily remember you know, the, the, the dollar figures involved, but they're going to re just remember the person. If they remember you as the person who really cared the most, that goes a long way towards building trust and future business. Yeah. Well said. And and so as you are honing this craft and the skill and you're realizing, Hey man, I got to get there and get some business. Was there a moment where you kind of had this big break or this big realization and started your own firm and broke away from that dependency on being a part of somebody else's company? Yeah. I mean, I, so I worked at a bunch of different law firms and, and, you know, one of the benefits obviously about working in, with different people and working for different people is you get exposure to a lot of different approaches to the technical aspects of, of law. And you also really see the personal aspects about how people relate to their clients and how people treat their clients. And I realized, I mean, I'm not the brightest guy around, but I realized pretty, pretty quickly, you know, that a lot of these attorneys, some of which had tremendous reputations, um, they just didn't, I didn't feel like they really treated their clients as well as they should. Um, and I think people, no matter what, you know, what your background is, what your walk of life is, everyone wants to be treated with respect. Everyone wants to be treated well, and they want service. You know, they, they don't want, you know, they don't want to talk to the secretary, you know, they want to talk to the, to the lawyer who's handling their case. They, when they call most people, you know, despite the, you know, I give people a lot of times I give clients my cell phone and Everyone's like, oh, I can't believe you're giving, you know, clients your cell phone. They're going to call you, you know, weekends. They're going to call you, you know, middle of the night. Um, I think that's probably happened really, you know, a handful of times yeah. uh, in the past 20 something years. Yeah, um, most people, most people won't. It's like, it's a nice gesture. You're, it's an opportunity cost for you. you yeah. Know? This makes them feel really special. So much so that most people aren't even going to use it. <laughs> so, yeah. but, but the, but the social capital that you gain from that is, is tremendous. Absolutely. Um, you said that really well. And, you know, I think that again, that just shows it differentiates you from, you know, the other, you know, 10 zillion attorneys out there. Um, and it just shows that you care about them. And again, that just, that caring and that building trust just goes a long way in any type of business, because ultimately, 
every business is really a relationship driven, you know, industry. You know, you need to have those relationships in order to grow your business. You need those core, you know, loyal clients to grow your business and having sort of that, that core contingency though, that's your best advertising, really. You know, those are the people who are going to say, you know, those are the people who are out, you know, with their friends and say, Hey, you know what? Oh, you were in an accident. Oh my gosh. I have the, I've got a great guy here. Look, I got a cell phone. I'll, you can text them right now. And, um, those are things that really help differentiate you from, from others. Yeah. Nice. Well, I, I love how you, uh, I love how you think. I love how you operate. Let's get into the do zone diagnostic and, uh, and dive in a little bit deeper. How about it? Sounds good. Awesome. So five quick questions here. I ask every guest, uh, just the first thing that comes to mind, rapid fire, uh, Jonathan, what's one thing you do that keeps you focused on your goals? Uh, probably some kind of like morning, you know, runs or whatever that where I'm sort of on my own and just sort of thinking about, you know, really, I don't have anything else to think about or distract me other than what I'm, you know, what the goal for the day is or for the year or for five or 10 years out. So, you know, that, that sort of me time is important. And how do you get back on track when you lose that focus? Take a break. Um, take a break, take, go outside, take a walk, walk the dogs, um, you know, do anything to sort of take a step back and sort of, you know, try to get the the wrinkles out and figure out, you know, get back on track, um, figure out what the issues are and, and sort of get a, a plan of attack. Cool. And, uh, who's your support group and how do they keep you accountable? Uh, probably my, my, my biggest support group and my biggest, you know, fans and biggest critics are my family. Uh, you know, my, my wife and kids, you know, they're, they're, they don't really care, um, you know, uh, what I've, if I've done something great, they don't really, that, you know, they're, they're proud of me, but they're, you know, they're always just, they keep me in check and they really don't let, you know, my, you know, I don't, my ego doesn't really have an opportunity to grow. They don't really care, you know, what you've done. Um, and that's important. I think it's really important that you stay grounded no matter what type of success that you have. Um, because no one wants an arrogant person in their lives. <laughs> Understood. And how do you approach a difficult project that you're not sure how to complete? I try to break it down into, into little pieces, you know, um, whether, you know, we're, right now I'm working on some new websites and they're, you know, websites with thousands of pages of content and it's pretty overwhelming if you look at it on the whole, but if you start breaking it down into sections, you know, 50 page sections, um, it's much more digestible and just to, you know, break it up like that, you know, you may have, you know, a hundred 50 page sections, but at least you're, you've got a, um, a granular approach as opposed to looking at things as a whole. Last question. What's the number one pro tip that you would give to someone looking to get more stuff done in less time? I would, you know, honestly, I would probably say get up early. Um, you know, I get up crazy early. Don't, you don't have to follow, follow my lead, but, uh, you know, I find the people who get up early, um, do get a lot more done before the start the day gets started and the phones start ringing and you know everyone else is up so get up early and uh you know set the routine set the set the tone for the day 
Yeah, damn it, you're right. <laughs> I don't want you to be right, but you are. Uh, yes. So, so talk to me a little bit about uh, you have a you have a podcast. Uh, tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, you know, um, I started a podcast. I don't know a couple of years ago. Um, we, you know, it's just called. It's a very original name. It's called the Personal Injury Podcast. And the pip. And yeah, it's, it's it's really. I put a lot of thought into it. Um, but no, one of one of the things that we that I found is that you know, having you know worked with people over you know years and years and years, there are certain themes that come up all the time. And so we talk about, you know, sort of the underlying, a lot of the underlying issues um, in personal injury cases that, you know, that people may have questions about, but there's really not, there's really no area where it's fleshed out. So we talk about that a lot. Um, you know, that may be damages in a, in a case, you know, what type, you know, again, what type of damages are, can you recover? Um, not just, you know, but, you know, what, what would the law say that you're entitled to? Um, how long can you bring a case? Um, what are problems with a lot of personal injury cases? That's something that, you know, comes up a lot as well. And then we had talk about new sort of emerging areas in the law, whether it's a particular case type. Um, you know, for example, we're doing a lot of work with, uh, there's a um, Marine base in North Carolina, Camp Lejeune, where the people had uh, contaminated water. And we did about, I don't know, six, seven different podcasts on, Camp Lejeune and, and the issues around that. And, you know, again, I mean, I like that because it's it's fun for me to talk, uh, you know, with other attorneys about these cases. Um, but the truth is, is that it, the this is information that really a lot of other attorneys aren't generating. Um, and it just sort of differentiates you from the pack. So I found it really, I find it really fun, you know, uh, just because it's 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 unscripted, you know, I don't have to sit down. I don't have to edit things. I don't have to, yeah. you know, have an outline for everything. And it, it's an organic way of, you know, creating content, which is valuable to the to potential clients. And it's also really helps differentiate you. Yeah, I, I am 100% in agreement with you. I'm uh, I don't I don't know exactly when this particular podcast is is coming out but i know for sure it's going to be north of 120 episodes of the do zone and i gotta tell you i'm not that creative uh and so that's why i have you on <laughs> and so i just ask you some questions and then you bring all the content that makes it fun for me i can just respond to you <laughs> that's what podcasting's all about you know <laughs> no it's, it's it's fun to meet different people and you know just sort of see how people think a little bit differently and you know, if you if you get one decent idea from a, a podcast or whatever, I find it's a it's time worthwhile. So, yep. you know, that's the way I look at it. Awesome, I love it. And uh, so, where uh, where can we go to learn more about you and learn more about your podcast? Or if you're somewhere in uh, what is what is your market service area for personal injury? And yeah, we well we handle cases. You know, we're based in Chicago. We handle cases. You know, in Chicagoland area, but we also hand, handle quite a few cases really out of state nationally, different types of mass torts and things like that. Um, you know, my website's rosenfeldinjurylawyers.com. Uh, there's a ton of information on there. We have, we're on YouTube, you know, Rosenfeld Injury Lawyers, and we also are on the, all the podcast platforms. So, you know, feel free to reach out, you know, look me up, if, drop me a line if you're, you know, in the need for 
a personal injury attorney, your friend or family is, you know, contact us on the uh, on the website. Love that. Rosenfeld injury lawyers.com, right? Absolutely. Yes. Very good. Thanks very much uh, to Jonathan Rosenfeld for being on here and sharing a little bit of wisdom about how he gets done and reminding me that it's okay to be a morning person. So for those of you who are interested in learning more about uh, Jonathan's podcast, it's called the Personal Injury Podcast. You can find it on all of the major podcast platforms. And then if you would like to connect with him directly, you can do so by going to Rosenfeld injurylawyers.com. That's going to do it for this episode. Thanks again to Jonathan Roosevelt for coming on. Once again, if you want to keep hearing great content like this, be sure to follow and subscribe to The Do Zone on Apple or Spotify. And remember, if you run a business that is stalling out and you're looking for a boost for less than it costs to take your staff out to lunch, we got your back. Visit unbreakableteams.com to learn more. Until next time, remember, we have the same 24 hours in the day, all of us. What are you going to do with yours? Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe on Apple or Spotify. Share this episode with a friend, screenshot it and add it to your Instagram stories, smoke signals, carrier pigeons, whatever works best for you. If you're looking to crush your goals this year and level up your team, we're here to help. To learn more about how our scientifically backed process can increase your company's productivity by up to 300%, head over to unbreakableteams.com. That's unbreakableteams.com.